All right, welcome everyone. This is Matt Ryan on All Roads Lead to Real Estate. And I am happy to uh, present uh, a, a wonderful guest to someone that works directly with me uh, in my Zillow world. So I've been a Zillow premier agent for many, many years now. And so I think I've been there um, before Zillow, I think, took off quite to the extent that it has now. And so it's really had a journey and there's a lot of different ways uh, people think about Zillow, both extremely positively, a little bit of mixed and some negative thoughts, depending on who you are. Uh, so there's no shortage of opinion, I think, around Zillow. And so my guest today is uh, Bradley Holcomb, and he, am I pronouncing that correct, Brad? Holcomb, yeah. Holcomb. Close enough. Close enough. And so he is, uh, I, I would assume you're a senior account executive with Zillow. And yep. how long have you been with Zillow? Uh, so my exact title is now growth advisor Ooh, okay. in the regional partnerships under market-based pricing, but it's a really long title. Got it. Uh, so I just like rep. It's usually a bit easier. Um, I've been with the company now just over a decade. Just over a decade. Wow. So that's quite yeah. a long tenure with the company. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and so how? Uh, let's start off with just how we got connected. So I've been with mm -hmm. several different, what we used to call account managers with Zillow uh, previously. And so how long have you and I been together? About a year now, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Okay, and I will give you this compliment to start the podcast. You are, without question, the most helpful, resourceful, and um, talented account manager or growth advisor that I've ever had the privilege of working with. So first of all, thank you for the support and what you've done. And so um, so I, I'd like to, I guess, with your 10 years of experience, I'd like to, I guess, outline what this podcast could be. And, and I'd like to have mm -hmm. almost two sections to it because... I'd like to start off the first section with really just the general public point of view and more sure. general information about Zillow, what it is, what it isn't, and so forth. And then the second portion, the rear second half of the podcast, more about what the professional views Zillow as and what it could be truly beneficial for, what it's done for me. I'm happy to go into details about mm -hmm. how I utilize it and so forth in my business. And, uh, and so I thought that would be an interesting way to break this up. So, Brad, let's start first off just about you. So you've done uh, been with Zillow about 10 years. Where do you start with Zillow? So I came in off the street. I was actually a former employee's referral. Um, she, she had actually found me in a retail location doing nothing to deal with real estate. Said she wouldn't shut up about how awesome her company was at the time it was truly and i was like well hell like let me get a number like so do that interview process um obviously there was a lot of learning it's a steep learning curve because any way you look at it you're dealing with somebody's most important valuable asset they own you know so you definitely want to take care and appreciate that and understand that um but it's really just about learning as much about the industry as i could um, so that literally took me several years to be able to, you know, be able to talk with a professional like yourself and be on the same footing. Right. Um, it was just kind of happenstance, serendipitous that it actually happened. And, you know, I didn't understand what I was getting into with, you know, corporate culture and all of that stuff. And I was very, very lucky that I found Trulia and then Zillow bought us out. And, you know, I've had a very productive career with them. It's been amazing. Right. And so you, at this point in your career, after such a long tenure, so I are most of the accounts that you manage now larger accounts 
or do you, or do they not yeah. define it that way? Yes and no. Um, so we've obviously had a lot of changes at Zillow. Um, most of my accounts are larger teams or brokerages for the most part, right. but I do have single agents. I have fledgling teams that are starting out. So I have a decent mix of a little bit of everything. Um, you know, Zillow has broken up into different um, formats and basically how you pay. So I've definitely had some of my former accounts that were more tenured with Zillow move on to what we call Flex, right. where it's basically a referral process. Um, and they kind of graduated from me, moved there. So now it's I'm working the other accounts that we're filling in and getting them better and dialing them in at this point. Right. And I'll add, if you, if anyone's listened to multiple podcasts of ours, there is going to be a slight difference in audio because you are remote. You're having to log in. You're not mm -hmm. here in Maryland, although you have been here to visit before, which yep. was nice. But so where are you located right now? Just to tell everybody. Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. And I must add, you have a beautiful, you can't see him right now. He's got a beautiful fluffy beard and he's got an amazing <laughs> uh, home office with lots of pictures of animals in the background dressed up. It's awesome. Yep. It's it's amazing backdrop. So if you're watching this uh, on YouTube or something, you'll get to enjoy that. So uh, let's start off with Zillow, right? So let's start this first off about the general public. So how long has Zillow been out there and maybe how did he get started? Let's start with some of the history of Zillow. So it got started um, by Rich Barton Lloyd Fink, uh, 2008, 2009-ish. Um, and it really started out as a way that homeowners could evaluate what their home is worth. And we came out with the Zestimate that everybody knows, love it or hate it. It gets the conversation started, which is the entire principle and the whole reason Zillow is here. And let's face you know, it. So on the off, off chance, someone's not aware of what a Zestimate mm -hmm. is. It's a fancy creative way to, it's a home valuation estimate. And exactly for better or for worse, the reason why he said that, just to clarify that little piece, as a real estate agent, it's a very useful tool to generate clicks, but depending on the home and its unique characteristics, it can be off by quite a bit. So we deal yeah. with that be as an agent because some people want significantly more than what it's truly worth, and boy, can that be challenging. So that's just mm -hmm. some of the history, but keep going. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of where we started. Um, and it was all really just to get the conversation started between real estate professionals and homeowners and see kind of what happened there. You know, eventually we started monetizing um, leads and monetizing those calls and, you know, correspondence with consumers. And we turned it into a really profitable business for everybody involved. Um, when we look at the quote unquote Zestimate or the home evaluation for us, what I like to explain to a lot of my clients, and again, my clients are real estate professionals, you know, we've never stepped foot in most people's homes. You know, it is just a computer model that pulls up based on, you know, the algorithm based on what's available in market. The problem is they've never been in your house. They don't know what you've updated. So we have no earthly idea. All we have is a jumping off point. So that was really where it started. And that's honestly where we still are today. You know, it's, Anything we're doing, and we're trying to get into a conversation with a consumer and a real estate agent so that y'all can meet, y'all can talk. And, you know, obviously, you know, the marketplace better, even though I've been to Maryland many, many, many times. You live there, you work there, you eat there, you sleep there. Like, there is something to that because real estate is hyper local, even though we're looking at, you know, a multinational corporation now that we're looking at, 
you know, Canada, we have all of us for Zillow. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And I, it gets back to the business model because I'm mm -hmm. telling you, I don't care if you're almost eight to 88, you're going to, you've been on Zillow. You know, my six year old's yeah. been on Zillow. Uh, so you're, you're, you're pretty much out there. And I think one of the interesting aspects of what Zillow put together is the ability to be a voyeur. You can go out there. Mm -hmm. It's not pressured. You don't have a salesperson immediately on top of you. You get to view right. homes. There's information. It's, it's built beautifully. So I have my own website. I've had many websites since I started in real estate. I've spent a fair amount of money on my websites and they're syndicated. You can get every home for sale. No different than Zillow in the sense that mm -hmm. the information's there. It's public. It's all syndicated from our local MLS where agents put the information in, in a portal and everything is syndicated. But what Zillow manages to do beautifully is it's just clean it's effortless and they don't bug you until you raise your hand and you click that button contact an agent and so let's go through the business model so you said zillow makes money so tell especially the general public like how does zillow's free right it's free to them so a lot of times sure. they don't know and i'm going to get to that in a moment what what happens when you click the button and go from there but just let's go over generally speaking what is the business model for zillow so essentially, um, you know, because I just said, you know, like real estate is hyper local. So we focus on zip codes like most of our competitors. So if you look at Zillow or Realtor.com, Homes.com, we all are on this kind of same model because we break it down by zip code instead of by neighborhood or city because it just it's the most functional we can get down to in the smallest amount um, of the clicks per site. Um, so we basically sell zip codes. We sell zip codes until basically we call their full. Um, we have an inventory cap on all of them. So, you know, we're not overselling and oversaturating the market, but realistically we've gotten really good with understanding our data. You know, Zillow right now, I think has 200 million unique users per month on our site. That's a ton of people coming to our site. You let's, know, more people Google. really think about that for a moment. So 200 mm -hmm. million. So how many millions of people are in the United States? Pop give quiz. Give or take 350 million, give yeah, About take. 350. Yeah. So that is an, an astounding number, if that's accurate. Um, Two-thirds of the U.S. population is on your website. Yeah, and again, we're using, you know, unique IP addresses. So it could be multiple. Well, you're probably looking people at three in the devices home. per person, give okay. or take, you know. So... There is some overlap, but when you look at the size of Zillow compared to the size of our competitors, um, Comscore ran an article on us a couple months back where it was like, we are in the same size as the next 15 of our competitors combined. Like right. it's just insane the amount of viewership we have. Wow. Um, so we definitely use that viewership to generate conversations with our clients, which are real estate agents. Um, so essentially they all go by zip code. So we pick out specific zips. So, you know, if we're looking at like Montgomery County, we want Chevy Chase or Bethesda. We'll look at that specific zip code, you know, 2814, 20815. And we then target that specific zip code looking for consumers who are trying to find a home or trying to contact an agent in that said zip code. Right. And so you present the information. I you assume, I assume you spend quite a bit of money advertising the site on Google. Oh yeah. I mean, if you 
type in homes for sale in any zip code or area, you're go Zillow is going to be at the very top almost always. Yep. And so you're not going to find Matt Ryan or the Matt Ryan group anywhere on that first page if you put a large spread of homes for sale Baltimore, Maryland. It's just not going to happen, nor any right. local team typically, unless we pay to be on Google mm -hmm. to compete. And yep. so that's where you get the eyeballs. And I just thought it would be interesting to hear because I swear to you, all the time I've been on Zillow, people forget who the client is of Zillow. And so for now, and we'll talk about how that might eventually evolve in the, down the road, mm -hmm. but... For now, the client has been and and is currently us real estate agents. So when yep. you click that button, that's not free. You know, someone's paying for that connection and funding this multi-billion-dollar corporation, and it's the real estate agent. So it's mm -hmm. a it's an interesting thing that I swear people have a hard time figuring that little piece out. And it's important to note how the back end of it works and who their clients are. So that's the first point I wanted to just mm -hmm. put out there. And there's two different ways that that you make money. So you make money, at, you know, the way that I work with Zillow, which is I pay for zip codes. And I mean, it is several, many times more than my mortgage. Um, so it's a significant investment as a small business owner. And uh, but I'm also, a, given my size, probably, you know, a heavy investor in the product. And so I found it to have a good ROI. That's why I do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, so there's that. And then what's the other piece? So that's what I do. I pay for the zip code and whether I meet 20 people or 40 people, or 80 people, whatever, I pay the same. Um, and then what's the alternative business model that you guys have? So we have a couple. Um, so what you're in right now is what's called market-based pricing. So you're basically paying a monthly fee up front for advertising that will come to you. Um, we have what's called Flex, which is a referral program. And so basically you are given leads for free upfront and then you pay it close. So there's less overhead. Um, so we've used that way to partner with some very, very large teams um, just to make it a little bit easier for them. You know, when you start looking at some of the teams I used to manage, you know, hundred thousand dollar a month budgets that can hire a lot of back end support if the leads are coming in upfront uh, for basically no cost. Right. So, it's just a different level of partnership. Um, Zillow has a few other business lines as well. So we do have rentals. So if you have a rental unit as an agent, um, there is now a fee that has to be paid. It's nominal. But the reason we do that is to help eliminate the frauds. There were a ton of fraud rental listings two, three years ago. Hmm. And by forcing a small monthly fee for those rentals, we almost limited all fraud. Like it was wow. great. Um, the other piece we have like new construction where you can see like home builders putting out whole new neighborhoods and advertising those with different floor plans and 3D home tours. Like, um, and then we actually have Zillow home loans and Zillow closing services, which we're utilizing more on the back end with our flex partners to see kind of how that business is going to evolve. So essentially like, Zillow is granted, you know, an older company in terms of, you know, 15, 20 years old, but we're also expanding out as a startup in a bunch of different fronts because real estate is a massive conglomerate business. We're trying to get and figure out all aspects of it to see what right. we can make easier and what we can streamline and how we can help general public do that. Um, you know, if you remember the time before Zillow, it wasn't a great time in real estate because as a consumer, 
you didn't have any information at your fingertips. You know, you were bound by an MLS book and then you had to actually physically go through that to look at listings. Um, being able to search them online is amazing to be able to utilize technology in that way. And right. Zillow at this point is trying to figure out how can we utilize technology to bring real estate into this century and, you know, oh, and be oh, able to do a full digital transaction. Right. And so I have a point of view that's a little different than yours. You've been with the company for mm -hmm. 10 years, but I've partnered with the company and paid them quite a bit of money. And by the way, I've generated a nice return. I've met a ton of clients mm -hmm. that are now lifelong clients as a result. So I, I think I'm in a home of someone right now that I probably met on Zillow. So I, I mean, sure. the uh, it's it's done well, but I recognize mm -hmm. that Zillow is only created because real estate agents screwed up. And so mm -hmm. we screwed up. So as a real estate community many years ago, this data is proprietary. It's owned by the agent and the brokers that generate the business. Mm -hmm. And what we did instead of utilizing it the way we could have, and we really could have created, a, I, I assume it was realtor.com, but we had the opportunity to generate all the leads ourselves and own the leads. If it's my listing, that's my data. Mm -hmm. I could have generated the leads and the clicks. It could have all been mine. Instead, yeah. we screw it up and we decide, you know what, let's give it to everybody, syndicate it anywhere. And then it allowed all these very smart people all around the country to create businesses. Some failed, of course, but you yeah. know, Zillow and is certainly one that that did very well and took that opportunity to the you know full extent of what it is today. And so I just always look back at it and just laugh that boy, us agents a gave it away for nothing, um, thinking that why not? It can't hurt. And at the time, it didn't sure. hurt. And now we are paying for our information, basically our leads. We're paying for them again to get them back. And if you don't pay, there's plenty of agents that will never get these people. Because they're not mm -hmm. going to your local website. They're going to Zillow. Yeah. And essentially, you know, the reason people are coming to our sites is we just have a better user experience. And it's easier to navigate and look at than the MLS, you know, in most cases. It, yep. You know, there are very few MLSs that are, you know, client facing, you know, that focus on the consumer. There's one in Houston, um, HAR, that does it really well, right. you know, and they rival us in that location. Because, again, they were thinking about the consumer right. and not so much the real estate agents and the brokerages trying to figure out how do we move these listings faster, you know, yep. that's part of it, you know. So when you come across and look at technology, it's one point, you know, one of our competitors, Redfin, they have amazing tech. Like it is, their site is beautiful. Their agents, maybe not the best, but <laughs> their technology is amazing, you know. Yeah. So there is part of that too. Well, and yeah, so Redfin, I compete against them and in, you hit it on the head. It's the people that's generally speaking the biggest difference. And so I'll say the reason, in my opinion, that I've had success with Zillow, you've commented, you've helped coach my team, right? In terms of yeah. how to, to get on a call, to build rapport, to help connect with a consumer and be able to ultimately set an appointment and meet with them because yeah. that's a journey in and of itself. And I think it's a skill set in and of itself. And I think all of these companies, and Zillow is no different, there can be agents that are very new and don't have that skill set yet, and they'll answer the phone just like I will. And so I think the mm -hmm. difference in conversions and difference in what people have in terms of an opinion of Zillow from an agent perspective is totally dependent, in my opinion, of your experience level, your skill set, how do you oh, talk yeah. to a stranger? And you've said it, you have some people that crush it and have 
double digit conversion numbers and then people that they try it for three months and give up and cancel. Yep. Yeah. And when you look at it, it's just, it's really kind of interesting because there's not one silver bullet. Like there's not one thing that's going to make you successful or not, but usually with talking with somebody, the number one factor for me, if you're going to be successful or not, I'm just talking as a team lead, as a broker owner, or even just a regular agent on the team. Are you coachable? You know, can you take criticism and, with the anticipation of getting better, you know, and that's one of the biggest pieces that I found. And if you look at the clients, not everybody likes everybody, you know that, you know, some clients hate me, like, because again, I'm not going to sugarcoat something. If you're doing something wrong, I don't want that to have a bad effect on Zillow because essentially I know, you know, you may be with a different brokerage, but for all intents and purposes, when they're coming through Zillow, you're representing you and us. Right. We want to make sure that consumer is taken care of. That's my only concern when we start looking at, you know, my coaching and my directives when I'm dealing with my clients. Because if we get that part of this right, the return and everything else comes along. Right. But if you're thinking about, oh, how am I going to get my next commission check? You're going to fail because right. you're not in this for the right thing. You're not looking at the goal line as the right finish line. It's can I get my client everything they're looking for in the best possible way versus can I get my commission check? Right. You can see which agent's going to succeed and which one's not. Right. Well, and I think I can tell you because I've, I, I fielded some Zillow calls just today and I went mm -hmm. on a Zillow appointment today. So I'm still doing this. It's not like I, yeah. I sit in, in some office and close the door and no, I don't talk to anybody. And so I still personally like to get out there and meet one-on-one. -on -one. And so to me, it's like when you, if you, as a consumer, when you're clicking that button and you want to connect with an agent, the journey you take in case you haven't done it, or if it's been a long time, you might want to know what it's like. So you click, you click contact an agent. And then what happens from there? What's the next, what's the next piece? So you will be contacted by somebody from Zillow, an actual Zillow employee, either by email, text, or a phone call to basically confirm that one, you as a consumer are a real person. Um, you are looking to buy or sell the property that you're looking at, or you're at least in that realm. Um, and you want to talk to an agent right away, or you want to schedule a time to talk to an agent. And if you say yes to those two questions, you know, yes, I'm looking to buy or sell. Yes, I want to speak to somebody. We'll put you in contact with an agent, again, based by zip code, based on where that property is. We will call accounts in those zip codes until somebody answers. So obviously like when I do my personal coaching, one of the things I focus on is one, here's how you answer the phone. <laughs> this is because it's not just pick up the phone, hit answer and go. You have to, you know, accept the call, accept the lead coming in. Right. Um, and it's all kind of timed. So it's, you know, it's a little hectic and these calls never come in at the right time. You can attest to that too. Right. Um, but it's really about, you know, just making sure that my clients understand what's happened on the back end of that call, what the consumer is going through right now, and then how to accept that call and how to not make it awkward. Because right. again, you're talking to a stranger, we're teeing up the call, but you know, we're using more technology than we ever have. So sometimes in the call, it's just an automated process linking the two parties. Right. There's sometimes not even a Zillow employee on the other end of the Most line. Most of mine, it's a, essentially a robot that sounds human yep. and it's just connecting us. And mm -hmm. 
I've, I've heard every response at this point. I've probably, I don't even know how many yeah. hundreds, if not thousands of these calls I've done in my career. So I can't probably count that uh, to that ex- extreme, but it's, it's, it's just a connection. And then the other side, mm-hmm. it's, it could be anything. It's a grab bag of yeah. crazy because sometimes yeah. they're very lovely. They've bought homes before they know the process. They're other times they're very much uh, a very forceful, you know, listen, who are you? I don't care. Like, is it available? Right. To, is, I need to know, does it have a basement? And, yep. you know, I'd say there's a good portion where they just want to talk to the listing agent and that's who they think they're connecting with. Mm-hmm. And then you have to explain why that might not be there in their best interest, you know, if they're looking to buy. So majority yep. of the time, though, they're buyer leads, people interested in buying a home. Mm-hmm. And they it just rings. So my cell phone as an agent, my cell phone rings. To me, it says Zillow in bold letters because it's the same number. And then it yep. just pops up and tells me the specific property or properties. And that's pretty much all I know. And then if I'm available, yep. I hit yes, connect us. And that's it. And then I connect and go from there. So as a consumer, that's pretty much all happened on my side, guys. And then it just goes from there. And my initial question, I introduce myself and simply say, you know, I, I'm happy to look that up for you. First thing first, you know, start explaining and helping me understand where you are in the process of buying a home. And so mm-hmm. my job to give you a little bit of understanding of what I do as someone who converts at a very, very high level in Zillow, it's I try to get you off of a specific home and more higher up. I want I want to figure out how long have you been looking? Why are you moving? The motivation level? Do we have any yep. connections? You know, do I do we know the same people or do we know the same areas? I want to build a relationship, a human relationship. And I think um, if you're listening to this now as an agent, that's the key. Um, people don't want robots. You know, they click the button yep. and I'll say the reason why Zillow works is because they are further along this process because they're they're asking to be contacted. Where uh, And that's why I pay the money I pay, guys, is because of that. They've raised their hand and they've said, yes, connect me. That is hard to do. So if you go to mattryangroup.com, you'll see my website. I pay thousands of dollars for this site. It's not, it's not bad. It's certainly not what I started this industry with. It's way better than that. But it is so hard because it's called forced registration. And so if you click on a couple homes, it's going to demand you create an account. Because if I don't, you're never ever, I have to get millions of people on that stupid site of mine to get people to willingly sign up. And so can you help explain, I guess, how many, what's the percentage of people that just view homes all day and never click the button? It has to be enormous because. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy number. Uh, we don't even really look at that number when you start looking at page views um, because it is so astronomical. Like yep. for me, that means nothing to us because a page view is just somebody looking around on the site. You know, everything that I look at are the connection calls. You know, those are the hottest things I can possibly give you because they're real people wanting to do real estate. They're wanting to buy or sell and they want to talk to somebody. Right. For me, that's the only piece of Zillow in terms of lead flow that I actually focus on. Right. You know, I don't care if it's somebody who's not looking for two or three years who has told Zillow or been unresponsive to us like that's yeah. a long tail lead that's going to take years and years to work. Right. You know, versus most of the leads we send through close about four and a half months, give or take. Right. So, and, and in terms of the, in terms of the business model, it's it is so challenging to get people to sign up on your site in general. So I've had a site mm-hmm. I've advertised with Google. You, I can't even tell you how many years and how much money I've spent on that endeavor. No offense to cut out Zillow from you know the chain because. 
my percentage of business is about, I'd say a third of Zillow. I'd say that's about roughly what my percentage of the business is. And my goal is to never, ever let it go beyond that because I don't want to be, and this is just as a business owner, you don't want to be that dependent on one specific source. And sure. so now I'm about two thirds referral, which I think is a very mm -hmm. healthy mix for me. And when I was first starting years ago, it was not that, I mean, 5% referral. I had no one knew me. Sure. And so, you know, that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons that I love Zillow. You know, when we look at the overall consumer leads coming through, what we have found is a single lead that closes should produce five transactions within its lifetime. So I've been able to see in a decade of working this system with my clients is seeing somebody brand new coming in, hungry for buyer leads and actually start their business that way. And you'll start seeing them back off in years three, four, and five as they start getting more and more referrals coming from their now sphere right. of clients they got through lead sources. Right. Um, and it's really kind of interesting to see that happen in real time. And again, like I'm worried if my clients are mostly heavily involved in Zillow and that's where most of the leads are, because again, you should never have all your eggs in one basket. Right. We should be a pillar of the business, but not the entirety of the business. Well, in, in getting back to what the business could be in the mm -hmm. future, so this is why you have some agents that refuse to support Zillow. They think yep. of you directly as the enemy. If there is one enemy in the real estate industry, according to many, many agents, it is Zillow. You guys are yep. just the worst. So help yep. me understand why would so many agents feel that way about your company? So, some have had a bad experience. Like, let's be honest, not all reps are the same. Um, some agent skill levels aren't the same as some top converters. Um, everybody, because real estate is such a hyper-local business, and because it depends on your skill level as an agent to basically earn what you can make and what you're worth, there's so many variables in it. It's not just a one size fits all kind of platform. And if we're not looking at this the right way, and I'm just saying in general, again, if you're trying to get all of your leads from Zillow and you're trying to you know, make a closing in two months, we're not the place for you because again, we don't move that fast. Right. You know, real estate transactions are longer tail. They take several months to even get to the end of it. So when we kind of look and see what they've had is experience levels from different agents. You know, there's still some sentiment of, you know, you stole our leads. There's definitely that going on too. Right. Um, but really the teams, the agents, our clients who really get it and understand it, don't look at us as a vendor and don't look at their rep as somebody who's just trying to sell them stuff. If we can look at it as a partnership where it's no longer vendor client and it's mainly hey, I'm a part of your business. You're a part of my business. How can we help move forward? Right. Um, when we get to that level of partnering, that's really where things start to really take off. Right. You know, and, you know, when we started working together about a year, year and a half ago, you can definitely see a little bit of difference in the business from your experience with Zillow before me and now after me, right? It wasn't, I felt more of, of being sold, if I had to be honest. Um mm -hmm as opposed to what you try to do, I think, is to coach, how do I improve? You've listened to calls with us. I mean, who does mm -hmm. that? Like, I've never heard of that before. You'll sit there with the team 
and give feedback and we listen to 5, 10, 15 minute worth of each phone call and you give pointers because you've listened to thousands of phone calls in your life. Yep. And so you can tell if you're how well you're doing and what you're not doing. So I I definitely see value in it and I can tell you from an mm-hmm. agent perspective because I'm in a different seat than you are that some yeah. of the negativity I hear is that you know it's you're trying to replace us. And so what many yeah. agents will say is that Zillow is actively taking our money from the agent and we're paying you to build out a system that one day I won't be included in. So Matt Ryan gave hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to Zillow mm-hmm. and now Zillow one day, they're not going to allow me to be involved in this transaction because they might have their own brokerage because Zillow is a brokerage now in all 50 yeah. states. Zillow will be licensed in lending. Wow, that's shocking. Now that they have that, they're going to be in title one day. They're going to be a closed mm-hmm. loop process that has nothing to do with me that gave them the money to help them build the business. That's the critique that I sure. consistently hear. And um, so how, like, what's the response? Because I'm I'm sure everyone at Zillow has heard that. And I've heard your CEO oh, yeah. talk to Gary Keller, who Gary Keller is CEO of you know Keller Williams. And he's they've had very energetic exchanges between the two of them if you want to look that up sometime. the right word <laughs> it's really interesting and so um but they're both brilliant people and i think it's just interesting to see how it gets played out but i'm not gary keller i'm, I'm on the streets you know i'm on the front sure. end so i guess what's the response when you hear a criticism like that i mean do you do you just acknowledge that listen I, that's what your ceo's done he doesn't mm-hmm. try to say that's not what our path is it just says sure join us or don't so what I see on the back end, and again, way above my pay grade, definitely not a CEO, definitely not, you know, vice president of anything. Um, I don't see us moving into the agent world because, again, it's hyper-local. You cannot do this correctly sitting in Seattle or in Denver trying to sell in Maryland. It's not going to work. So there is a point where we, I believe we do have too many real estate agents in the business right now. We have too many non-producing and non-professional real estate agents. Those are the ones who are going to be gone from the industry as things move forward. Um, so Zillow and, one day will, because I'm grateful, I'm, I'm best of Zillow mm-hmm. typically every yep. year. And so that's a title I'm proud of because you send out surveys. It's You are gathering information yep. on your clients. Oh, it's a big deal. Like we, we try to figure out again, cause it's our reputation on the line more so than the agents who are dealing with our clients. Right. Um, it's really trying to figure out who are the best partners, who are the best professionals, who are the best operators in the industry. Those people we want to partner with like you all the time. It's the ones who don't take coaching. It's the ones who are not up on technology and who don't want to be. Um, who are stuck in their own ways and don't want to move the industry forward and aren't looking at the consumer the right way. They're looking at dollars and not, I need to help somebody find a home for their specific reasons. Um, Those people probably aren't going to be great for the industry. They aren't now. They probably won't be here long. So, Um, and what about the rest that what I call the easy button, that's the button where mm -hmm. everything is bundled and yep. I can't operate an independent business. However, I'm going to have to work maybe for Zillow potentially. Maybe you. What it? What about the idea that like Redfin? Redfin has agents. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Yep. They're local. They live yep. in every state. Is that a? Yep. Is that something that they're considering? 
Probably not, um, just because at that point, when you start looking at agents, most agents are not employees. They're all 1099 for the most part. Um, so you have different relationships with your quote unquote employees at that point because they're all independent contractors. And we cannot hold everybody the same accountability at that point like you can with an employee's. Right. What we can do is we can offer specific levels of service that are required on Zillow, which is something we've done for about five years now. Um, obviously, most people know best of Zillow, such as you. Um, there was something we also had, which was nicknamed Worst of Zillow. It wasn't something that was Jeez. put out in, in for the public. But if you scored bad enough, you were put on probation for 90 days. And if you didn't get better, you were physically removed from the site. Your zip codes were canceled. Wow. We turned off your ability to buy from us for a year. We don't want them because right. we would rather partner with Best of Zillow because, again, you're going to help the clients we deal with better. Um, when you start looking at, you know, closing services, home loans, you know, the largest mortgage lender right now is Rocket Mortgage, which is nationwide. Um you know, Zillow is trying to break into that to try to figure out mortgage, to try to make it easier and more streamlined for the consumer. But we still have a ton of clients who use local lenders to co-market, basically sure. splitting the cost of advertising with our agents in the markets. Um, we still think that's going to continue because to have somebody local that you can go into their office, sit down across from, you know, technology has done a lot for us, but to be able to physically shake somebody's hand and walk away and be comfortable with somebody's largest purchase they're ever going to make, there is something to be said about, you know, having somebody local that you can just step foot in their office and not have to jump on a plane. Well, and I, so think, I, don't it, think, I think it's about relationships. I think we're mm -hmm. probably going to land somewhere in the middle of what people yeah. are terrified about and what the reality is. It's probably worst case and best case we'll be in the middle. So I yeah. think, I think you're going to have, I mean, it's just too, Zillow is losing too much opportunity by doing, I think the old model. And I think the idea that they're going to have individual agents in every single market center across the country and manage it to that degree. I think that probably won't happen, but yeah, no. I think I said it at the last podcast. I think there's inefficiencies in real estate that no one can deny. And even Gary Keller, when he argues with your CEO, he can't to say that's not true. And so there's, right. Too many independent steps. I think there's a lot of fee structures that could be eliminated and streamlined. Yep. There's there's a whole, I mean, and can, it's really what consumers want What versus the old school agent that's been doing it 25 years, what they want. They want something that's never changed and, and should never right. change in their mind. But consumers want to pay less. They want easier access. They want life to be yep. easy. And it's honestly exactly. what I try to do individually. And then mm -hmm. the guy across the street is trying to replicate the same thing I'm doing. And so there's inefficiencies. Yep. I have staff and he has to get staff. So it's like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think the consumer will ultimately win long-term. And yeah, even whenever technology comes into an industry like this, you know, the consumer does win in time. You know, it's funny because we were talking about just the clicks on Zillow, just people looking. How my wife and I look, we've been in our house nine years. Sure. We're looking at this point and looking at kitchens for a remodel. I'm like, Ooh, I like this one. Right. Because, you know, we're looking at other homes built by essentially the same builder, just saying what other people have done with the house. Right. Um, we're using it that way instead of like Pinterest now. It's just crazy how people are using the site. Um, and then it's 
easy to do, you know, and it's at our fingertips at any given moment. Well, I can only imagine. So I'm, I like chat GPT, right? So it's mm -hmm. artificial yep. intelligence and currently that's a language model and they are, they've iterated, they just out, I guess they published their fourth iteration. And so now that is just going to be all, all consuming and what I've heard. And I can't imagine your multi-billion dollar company like Zillow isn't going to have the ability for someone to, to eventually type in there and say, I would like to find a home with this color cabinets, this type of kitchen, this size, and the algorithm behind the scenes is going to be able to help pinpoint opportunities for them or neighborhoods for them. Like, have you heard any mm -hmm. discussions about what that could eventually look like? Not offhand. I know we are working on AI um, to what aspect. No idea. I'm always yeah. amazed at what we come up with um, and the different features. Because again, we run Zillow, but we also run Trulia. We run Out East. We run Street Easy. Like it, we run a bunch of different sites. Right. Um, and they're all different with all their different engineers with different ideas and actions to go through um, for marketing. What I am curious about is when we start looking at being able to pull from pictures and right. actually be able to search that, because again, in the MLS, we're dependent on that listing agent putting in that amount of data and those and keyword phrases. Oh my goodness. When we do safe searches, we have to leave it all blank because the average yeah. agent is entering the information incorrectly or leaving Which it blank. Which is a hindrance. Sure. It's a terrible inefficiency. Like that should not be because Again, as a consumer, I'm trying to find a master bedroom on the main floor with an ensuite bathroom. Right. How can I do that? You can't. No, because if I put like, that in, I could I miss search. half of them because the other agent yep. didn't enter it correctly. So that's a, it's challenging. And, I t and I'd say the only risk that you might have in your industry is just like what Google's going through right now. It's that this mm -hmm. AI, the only way Google's ever going to le like legitimately not be in first place is if a new technology utilizes AI in a way that they have not been able to do. And so yep. if someone else is able to do that and they can talk into their phone or just text and it's going to change the experience that they have yep. searching for homes, that's the only risk I, I see to Zillow's business model. And yeah. so that's why um, I'm assuming at the highest levels of your organization, they are checking into this. Oh, I would assume so. They're very, very smart people. Yes. <laughs> in our senior leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to what that looks like and who knows what the future holds. So, you know, I've, I'll just say this and kind of wrap it up a little bit, but it's, it's been, um, an interesting journey to have started, you know, at a couple hundred dollars a month and start my business that way. And now I'm up to what I'm doing now. And, and so I'm thankful for the partnership and relationship I've had with Zillow. I think it's been a net positive for me. And I, I'm, I say that with my eyes wide open, recognizing what Zillow is and what their mission is yeah. and, you know, and uh, and so I kind of am aware, and I think it's helped me to build a business. I don't know what it's going to look like in five years. I don't think even you know. No, but <laughs> I mean, if you were to tell me five years ago where I would be today, and you know, I wouldn't have believed you. One, right. like, uh, like I remember a lot of the big milestones with the company, and it's crazy because now they hit so fast. Like it's just kind of like a normal Tuesday. Right. It's just kind of crazy about how we grow and how we're scaling. And yeah, we have made missteps here and there, but the one thing I love about the company is we can make a big shift very quickly and get out of something like, you know, Zillow offers, you know, the, our iBuying program, right. get out of that immediately and 
save the business. Well, everyone said you guys were crazy for leaving, I think, at the time. But the writing was on the wall, but it was like, oh, my God, it's such a failure. Nobody even talks about it anymore. You lost a lot yep. of money. They tried, if, for yep. the people out there that don't know, Zillow is huge. So they wanted to just go out and make a, we'll buy your house, click five buttons, and we bought, we bought it. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a very risky proposition, specifically when market trends go up and down as they do. They get yep. smoked. I don't know how much. Do you remember how much they lost? <laughs> Zillow lost uh, a fortune. Half a billion. I think it was over $500 million, which yeah. is just a sickening amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. That, but it's, yeah. you know, having inventory, you're holding inventory for months and months and months and months on end. Right. You're not going to recoup that anytime quickly. So being able to unwind that, again, it took almost a year to unwind all of that stuff. But we got out a year before others shuttered their programs, right. which was fantastic. Um, you know, but part of why I love what I do, it's I'm very insulated to a lot of the outside things. You know, my clients, I only have roughly 50 to 60 of y'all. Oh, wow. So I'm really dialed in with a lot of my clients and trying to get better because if my clients and their agents can get better, have better conversations, they're going to put more people into homes who need to move and need shelter. And from there, everybody's happy. The consumer, our right. agents, Zillow and me, like it's all great. And if I can do my job well, it's just a never ending cycle of goodness. And I'll tell you what, this conversation has helped highlight in my head. And I think I should put that, that out there just as a general public service announcement. It's if wherever you are, whether you're local in Maryland and you can reach out to me, but if you are anywhere and you're looking and you're clicking that button to connect with an agent, don't just assume that that agent is, you know, the agent you absolutely have to work with. I would still encourage everyone to interview, ask tough questions. Absolutely. What's your experience level? Do you know the area? Help me understand what your process is like. Get to know them a little bit and recognize you have choice. And um, it's something you taught me, I should add. And if you're a Zillow agent, maybe you could listen to this part. You can go and once you build a relationship and they've earned the right, I I take it to the next level and say, I would like to work with you exclusively at this point because I'm not interested in selling you a specific house tomorrow. I don't care. Like my job is to earn the right to be your advocate and represent you as an agent. And once I've done that, I want to have an exclusive relationship. And there's a there's a an, a function within Zillow that allows you to be there only the only agent they see for exactly a year which you taught me that I didn't do that previously. And that's remarkable because otherwise in what, 60 days there, they'll be sold again. Yeah. In 30 days, actually Whoops, 30 days, they'll be sold again. Cause how many Zillow yeah. leads were there last year? Do you know? Oh, millions upon millions upon millions. Uh, I want to say it was in like the 50, 60 million. Right. So 60 mark. million is about what I heard. And how many transactions were there in the United States last year? Honestly, I don't even know the number at this point. I think I want to say I could be wrong, so don't kill me, but I'm pretty confident it's around three million. Yeah, it's something like that. So it, it just goes to show you that us, you know, and I'm just as guilty. I claim to be relatively smart, but, you know, we're paying for a ton of opportunities that aren't always going to materialize, obviously. So yeah. it just that was an interesting fact. But it's um, so don't be afraid to, to ask an interview and, and really ask tough questions. But. I say Zillow is a tool. That's how I describe it. It's a useful tool. It's not something I want to love forever necessarily. I am, I'm grateful for what it can do, but I'm not, um, 
you know, I'm not anti Zillow either. So I, I kind of, I see both sides of it, but, um, but I don't know. Do you, is there anything else you think we should add before we wrap this up? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I can tell you is if you are an agent and you're on Zillow or off Zillow, doesn't matter, demonstrate expertise and good things will happen. But the consumer before yourself, good things will happen. Right. Um, that's one thing I've learned in all of my experience, not just the Zillow. If you can put the consumer's needs in front of your own and demonstrate that, they'll listen, they'll follow, and then you have a client for life who will then provide you a ton more in referrals. Right. That's, Most people don't do it. it. Well, it's tough to do, and I'd say mm -hmm. there's a, the fail rate in this industry that I chose for myself is so high, it's close to 75% fail in the first two to three years. And with a fail rate that high, with money runs out quickly, a lot of people jump into it. God bless my fellow realtors that post every day on how wonderful the job is, how lovely and fun it is. It's work. It's a yeah. J-O-B, and they don't often say that about my career. I work more hours than almost any of my other colleagues or friends in different industries, and they're like, well, why are you so successful? What's the trick? I'm like, well, I go to work. You know, yeah. and I put clients first, like you say, I answer phone calls like a madman and I try to provide value. So I don't think there's any um, gimmick or or shortcuts. I think it, no. you know, it, it just takes time. It takes time and organization. And if you have those two things, being able to go back through and again, put the client first, take down your notes so you can revisit them six, eight, ten months later when they're ready again. Right if you're in the right positions and if you don't do that and you don't have the foresight to do that, sure. you're going to be one of those 70 people, 70% of people who don't make it the first couple of years. Well, and the other thing that is happens. The, the best stat, and this is what I'll finish this on is that the number of clients, and this is a national association of realtors statistic, and it's been steady every year. The survey comes out around 93% or so of all um, consumers say they had a pleasant or positive experience with their real estate agent and that mm -hmm. if they would use them again about 90 percent said they in intended to if that if they, their next need arises and do you know mm -hmm. the stat for people that ultimately use the agent again in their lifetime I think it's like 23 percent it's like worse than that it's like 10 yeah. <laughs> percent so there's a, there's a little bit of a disconnect it's called staying in mm -hmm. contact and yeah. i remind myself often that if i don't stay in contact i know another little company and it's called Zillow. That is not going to forget about them. And so, yes, we will. I, it, so it's my job to stay in connection and stay in relationship and keep providing value even after they bought a home. So, yep. um, but that's it. Well, Brad, I appreciate you joining me. I think this was insightful yep. for me and hopefully Thanks others enjoyed it. And I'll see you for our next coaching call. I'm sure it's pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, next week I'll be in Virginia. I got to travel there. Um, but I'll be back in my office ready to go in April for our next coaching call. There we go. Listen, everybody, join us for next April for my coaching call with the Matt Ryan Group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me.